Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Good Lawrence day, good Vann. day, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Glad that you could be with us on this special day, a Saturday live stream broadcast. And we have a tremendous guest by the name of Cal Stephenson. Cal, good day. And how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing terrific. It's uh, great to be on this podcast, and I appreciate uh, the invitation, Paul. Oh, fantastic. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about throughout this episode is, of course, real estate investing. We're talking about property management from one of the best in the business. And he's doing some remarkable things. In fact, he's a graduate of uh, University of Pennsylvania. He was a business major, and he's very, very passionate about helping others, new real estate investors, as well as people interested in property management to succeed as well. So we'll be talking about that and he's just doing great things. I cannot wait to get into this interview, and I know that you can as well. Remember our mantra, wealth is more than just money, so we want to live that best life that we can. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you Cal Stephenson. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing terrific. I can't I'm, I, I can't wait to talk about hopefully <laughs> things that, that make a difference in people's lives today. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. So let's get into it, Cal. Let's talk a bit about your backstory and how you got involved in real estate. And did it find you or did you find it? I can't wait to listen. Great. So, um, you know, it started, I, you know, I, I am originally from Willingboro, New Jersey, a small town in New Jersey, center of the universe. If you're from New Jersey, that's what you say, but, but no one else wants to be from New Jersey. Uh Um, um, and I, I was fortunate enough to attend the University of Pennsylvania. Yes. And um, uh, when, I, when I was at Penn, I was inspired by a lot of the guys that they would have pictures on their walls at, uh, at Wharton. Yes. And um, a lot of these guys, uh, quite frankly, had, had been very, very successful. Some of them had done the right thing. And then some of them had done some things that, that weren't too good and they would take the pictures down because one of the key values is integrity, making yeah. sure you were true to yourself and true to others. Um, one of the individual's uh, pictures that was up on the wall was Donald Trump. Uh-huh. And so this is, this is I'm going to age myself a little bit. This is the, the, the late 80s. And at that time, he was having a tremendous amount of success in real estate. Yes. And just as a young student, you know, you, you think you can conquer the world. You think you can do everything right. Failure is not something you experience in your twenties. So I thought, well, what he's doing looks so cool. If he can do it, why can't I? And that's literally what I thought. Great approach. That's right. That's right. And so now what I didn't realize at the time was that his father, Fred Trump, had set him up with about $200 million 
So that, that was not my situation. <laughs> <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to then just read. I, I, I read everything I could about real estate. I, I was working a full-time job when I finished school, and I could read real estate books all night long until the sun came up, literally. I just really wanted to learn everything I could about real estate, about leverage, about no money down, about internal rates of return, just everything. And uh, that, that landed me to, you know, uh, purchasing a, a duplex. And I, you know, I always talk about, I still remember it, 142 Patterson Avenue, Patterson, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And, um, and then I, I learned a, a, tr- a tremendous amount off of that, um, that experience. And that was my first deal. So that's how I got excited about real estate. Well, I tell you, that is really remarkable. And you're right. You kind of look up to people who have done it before and, and kind of look at that's their story and then kind of pattern or model after them, not exactly, but in your own way. So I think that is really great. And of course, Wharton has a tremendous business program up there, really tremendous. And uh, one of the things that uh, when we look at this, at the time that you purchase the, the, your first property, uh, did you ever think that one day you'd be founding, that you had founded a real estate holding company in your yeah. wildest dreams? Did that ever cross your mind? It, it, you know, it, it kind of evolved. I, I did not think that we would manage thousands and thousands of units. I didn't think that I would um, be helping out so many people, whether they're investors, whether they're tenants, whether they're employees. And, you know, the, the one thing is when you're passionate about it, when you're truly passionate about what you do, yes. uh, it's, it's not work. And so I can do this seven days a week. It allows you to get through the difficult times because there are going to be times where you're not going to make a nickel. Okay. Exactly. And, and I, and I say a lot of times I would do what I do for free because I love it so much. I, I really do. So I, I had no idea we want to continue to grow impact lives um, uh, through real estate, through now being able to help others uh, learn about um, their finances or personal finances, how to budget, how to invest. So we're, we're doing a lot more to contribute to courses and to grants and to some scholarships to help individuals that uh-huh. really have this passion. Yes, that, that is really remarkable. I can feel that passion. I know the viewers and listeners can as well. So uh, that's one thing that we all need if we're going to be successful. We have to put our whole person into it. And that's exactly what you're talking about right there. So kudos to you and to your business. And speaking of your business, uh, you found it and lead KRS Holdings, and you also do business and property management as Great Richmond Rentals. Let's talk about this a little bit in regards to how this all got started, how that you make that transformation over to having one property to having thousands of property. To me, that's just, it shifts the atmosphere. Right. It shifts the atmosphere. And I know you're making a difference with families and communities in the greater Richmond metropolitan area. Please share that with us. If sure. You sure. So, well, what, one of the pieces, so I, you know, how did I get here? Right. So yeah. how did I get to Richmond? Uh-huh. So when I left school, 
I ended up buying, I think I, you know, we talked about that first property. Yeah. Um, at the time I I'm, I'm also a salesman. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, I had the opportunity to come to Richmond on a sales job and to leave New Jersey. Now, now understand this is 30 years ago. Okay. Uh -huh. To leave New Jersey. Someone says, Hey, I got this great opportunity in Richmond, Virginia. Um, Richmond is not New Jersey. It's <laughs> so I, I came down and um, uh, I spent about a week. And, and what I realized is that, you know, there are great opportunities again for individuals that want to work hard, you know, that I, I thought Richmond was pretty doggone cool. Um, right. It's obviously smaller than New York. It's smaller right. than Philadelphia, but um, you know, the, the people were nice. Uh, right. You know, now being from New Jersey, I also had to slow my, slow my talk down a little bit. I was a little, you know, a little mouthy, a little, little intense for, uh, for Richmond, but um, uh -huh. I ended up coming down and uh, had the opportunity while I was down here selling medical equipment uh -huh. um, to uh, purchase a few rental properties. Right. And again, I, I really watched my finances. Anybody that knows me knows I'm an incredibly frugal fella. I don't uh, very wise. That's right. That's right. Um, and so we ended up buying a few properties and those properties did well. And then um, some of my friends said, Hey, Kyle, what the heck are you doing? Uh -huh. And, and, you know, thought I was doing okay. And they said, well, shoot, can we, can we invest with you? And I got oh. really nervous because <laughs> now I'm dealing with somebody else's money. Exactly. And, um, I, I always, and I still have this fear, you know, what happens if something goes sideways? Correct. And so that's a fair thing to happen as an entrepreneur. That's, that's fair. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I, I had a phobia of, you know, boy, you know, suppose something goes sideways. Uh -huh. Nonetheless, I let a few friends invest. We did some, some deals together and, um, and those did pretty well. And then something interesting happened. The um, in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine, I oh, say interesting. we all remember that. <laughs> I recall painful, painful. Hey, that that was uncomfortable. That's that's a word, right? uncomfortable. And as so, a real estate investor, what was that like? I know that had to be really, really crazy. Right. So, so I'll tell you that was a turning point. In, in my life, because when I tell you you're doing things for free in 2009, oh yeah, you're you're lucky if you're doing them for free and you're not, you know, you're, you're not you're not in a bad spot. So so what we did in 2009, because you, you you know we we couldn't really buy anything because banks would not even lend you money to buy a stick yeah. of gum. That's okay, it, it was rough. So we went. To some of our lenders and we had a couple of lenders come to us they say Kyle you know you're doing okay um we're having some problems with some of our clients that they're not able to meet their mortgage obligation exactly. do you have any ideas and you know my comment back was well you know we, we manage okay we can maybe help sure you know figure out some of the problems for some of your clients so, you know, there were some, some, some introductions and we started helping out banks 
indirectly or directly. Sometimes a bank would would um, foreclose on something, and so we would we would deal with what I would say is the underbelly of the world. Right. I mean, it's the stuff you don't want to see or experience. And this was global too. This was global. I mean, it wow. was. I mean, there there's some rough stories. There's some mm -hmm. rough stories, and I I remember. Um, uh, working with some lenders that I, that I, that, that, that had some clients that I knew and I would go in and these guys, you know, these people were my, some of my friends and associates and they would foreclose and I'd say, Hey man, I'm just here doing my job. I'm not, you know, yeah. and, um, judging anyone here. It, it was tough. So, so that allowed us to kind mm -hmm. of get, so, so we would, we would generate, some management fees, you know, off of working with some lenders and, but it, it was a really, really tough run. Yeah. And yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we was, got through. Yeah. I was doing television then uh, here, local CBS channel. And I, I was telling people how to avoid uh, mortgage for, and, and that was mine. And also how to avoid going to court if person not paying the credit card on time, you know, the judge send them a nice letter to appear in court. So that's what I was doing during that time. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of stories. So yeah. let's talk about your mission and your message that you want people to take away today uh, as a part of, of uh, KRS Holdings and Greater Richmond Rentals. What, what is your mission and your message for our viewers so that they can understand and then they can connect with you? Sure. So, um, so for us as a property management company, okay, uh -huh. for that, I mean, our goal is really to help people that don't like doing it. So they're, they're people who uh -huh. just don't like managing, don't want to deal with the tenants, don't want to deal with the stories, uh -huh. don't want to deal with what, what, what people will call the hair in the business. Exactly. Um, yeah. we, we like that. Okay. And our, and our, our goal is really to make the, the owner, all right, uh, to generate a profit for that owner. While we want to take care of the tenant, uh -huh. it's not our, our goal really is to help the owner and make sure that the owner is, is, is okay. So I try to, you know, we, we, we want to help that tenant um, have an incredible living environment. But yeah. it's that owner, it's the investor that we also want to make sure financially that they're going to be okay. So that's our passion. That's what we like uh -huh. to do. That's our takeaway. Now, I, I also think it's important, you know, from a um, kind of our mission is sure. to really educate people that I think real estate is the best business and the best investment hands down yeah. um and and to people that may be viewing this the uh -huh. reason that i think real estate is the best investment is because it allows individuals uh -huh. that don't have a tremendous amount of assets okay yeah. uh -huh. it allows them to leverage yes and catch up with individuals that may have big incomes yeah. And so um, hands down now it, it take there's no get rich quick scheme that I, that I'm, that I do. Okay. Or that I'm aware of, or that I, unless someone passes it down, that's about the only way. That, that's right. <laughs> but the leverage, yes. there's nothing like it. 
if you don't make a gazillion dollars a year, yes. you can end up making a gazillion dollars a year if you do it early. You can't you, you can't be 80 and do it. OK, but but it's that time value of money. It's and it's it's the magic of compounding interest. Yeah. So I, I would encourage individuals to really take advantage of this investment. It is the best investment, hands down. No one can can convince me otherwise in in in, in the United States. Yeah, that's what I tell people. Position themselves to become debt free so they can start investing in real estate and other other types of uh, investments. But you can't beat real estate because uh, when you take even that apartment building, you can leverage each room, uh, fix that room, rehab it, that apartment, and just leverage, leverage, leverage. It's just amazing. Now you you need to do it. Yes. in an educated manner. You Correct. can't take, you cannot take unnecessary risks. So I'm not a developer. Okay. Sure. The development that, you know, people can make millions and lose millions. And, sure. um, and, and it's, you know, I, I, you know, I hear right now, Oh, you know, I, I bought this house for a dollar and I sold it for $2 and, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and I did that in a month. I don't do that. And I'm not sure because because what concerns me about buying it for a dollar and selling it for two dollars at some point the person that bought it for two dollars may have to sell it for a dollar fifty and that's what so so I really look at trying to trying to do things in a manner that you don't take a loss that you don't get hit on the side of the head and and you know I we talked about it on this podcast right in the 2009. They're people that just got battered. Well, why did they get battered? Some of it wasn't their fault, but a lot of it was that people didn't use leverage um, in, in, a, in a manner that, 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 that minimized their risk. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And like you said, you have to understand it and get that education. And, and that's one of the true keys to it. And uh, when we see people with the big cars, the mansions and all, a lot of that is not real <laughs> when they see real estate investing, you know, as, as some people perceive it today. So, yeah, great points. And yes, 2008, 2009. And here we are today. <laughs> so, and, I, and I see, you know, I, I can feel the energy, right? I can, you know, I feel, you know, whether it's... Um, you know, individuals, again, that are just, you know, you have a bunch of people out there buying things, thinking that the market's going to continue to go up. And that that may be the case. I am not I'm not saying that that, that won't happen. I just this feels sure <laughs> we're we're here's one thing that I think we all can agree on. We're not at the bottom of the market. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. So let's transition just a little bit, Cal, in regards to, again, your journey. Of course, you came from New Jersey, but your father, he's from Jamaica, the beautiful country, now nation of Jamaica. And uh, then you transitioned to University of Pennsylvania and then Richmond. Let's talk a little bit about your father and, and, and your parents' influence on you uh, in regards to uh, making that transition into real estate. Sure. So um, I am a big proponent of having a strong family. Parents make a, um, uh, parents can be incredibly inspirational. And, and mine certainly were. My... my um, 
my mother, I, I did, you know, I, I came from a, what I would define as a working class family. Sure. Uh, we, we were not poor. So I don't, I don't have a, um, uh-huh. I don't have a, a story like that, but you know, my father, my mother was a school teacher. All right. Uh-huh. A third grade school teacher. Uh-huh. That's what she did for 30 some years for the state. School teachers rule the world. That's, there you <laughs> go. There you go. They're, they're unsung heroes for sure. Absolutely. They're, they're unsung heroes. So, and my father um, was an immigrant uh, from Jamaica. He he came here um, really because his family was impoverished. And and my you know the, I do have stories about my father not uh-huh. you know um, not having shoes until he was thirteen. He bathed in the rivers and you uh-huh. know came here with twenty five dollars in his pocket. And you know you hear that about immigrants. Sure. Um, but you know he was fortunate enough uh, to to have a mother in Jamaica that pushed him to get an education. He came here uh-huh. to the states and uh, got an undergraduate degree at Howard University in Washington uh-huh. D.C. Me too. Okay, <laughs> <Without> Howard. <laughs> there we go. Um, you know, I, and I'll I'll say this especially when people say, "Hey, I can't find work or whatever." You know, my my father after two weeks here he was able to um he was a taxi cab driver again now you're coming from jamaica yes there really aren't even any roads in jamaica so i'm not sure what what it was to to drive in a taxi with my dad um uh so he did that (laughs) that's right that's right that's right he he knew that you would come along (laughs) that's right right. um it was paving the way that's right. He he uh, he he cleaned dishes and he cleaned uh-huh. the dishes so that he could eat because you get the leftovers from the restaurants. Exactly. And then and then and then he cleaned apartments. And so uh-huh. that's kind of how he got going. Finished up at at at, uh, at Howard, and, and ended up working for New Jersey Department of Transportation. He works for the state. Uh-huh. So both of, both of my parents work for the state. That is great. He gives you good benefits, but uh-huh. but my father always preached education. Yes. And and making sure that you could study, you know, that studying is the number one thing that you do um, yeah. and that and that education can set you free. Mm-hmm. And, I'm uh, inspired here in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was. Yeah. So um, I always remembered that. And, um, and 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 he worked. He actually had a couple of rental properties. My, I lost my dad about about seven years ago, but those rental properties, my mom is still alive. Uh-huh. The other thing that's real nice about rentals, right. With passive income is, sure. you know, it allows that cash to come in. Well, my, my, my mother is old and needs additional help. And sure. that, that passive income yes. allows my brother and myself to take care of my mom. Okay. And so, um, you know, and, and, and I think about it all the time. I think about him all the time because, you know, these are the things he preached. Yeah, that is wonderful. I tell you, I'm really so proud of your parents and I'm proud of you as well, because you're just you're making a difference. You're continuing that in these communities that you're helping. And, and so uh, the blueprint that they laid down for you, uh, it may not have been in writing, but it was in spirit. And that makes all the difference. That's right. Yeah, it makes all the difference. So let's talk just a little bit about property management here. Of course, you lead Greater Richmond Rentals. You have about 4,000 units. And we know that the Federal Reserve, they just gave us that first 
increase. 0.25% interest rate increase. We have six more yet to go in 2022. How would this impact uh, your property management business there in Richmond? So I I think over time, so what what this is going to do, so raising interest rates Uh or, you know, increasing rates at this time, if we have clients, so we manage for ourselves, but we also manage for others. Right. If individuals are not financed mm-hmm. properly or financed with variable rates, yes, it's going to get more difficult for them to meet their obligations, possibly, possibly, sure. okay? Yeah. And so- we want to make sure in our property management business that we educate our clients to get into more long-term um, financing vehicles or um, straighten out if they if they have again our clients if they have some credit challenges and they want to you know it's more important now than ever to get into a fixed yes interest rate. Mm-hmm product. And so we, we, we do have some individuals that, that we really need to work closely with to do that. Our property management company may differ from others because we really try to focus on something also called asset management, which is really not just your day-to-day blocking and tackling, but sure. some of the, the, the strategic decisions one needs to make to, to get a really nice return on their investment and also to increase the value of the investment. Absolutely. So, so we, we really, in, when, when, when rates increase, sure. uh, you definitely don't want to be behind the curve mm-hmm. in, in, in getting your financing under control and, and, and fixing your, your personal balance sheet. Exactly. But they got to get out of that adjustable rate mortgage. Got to get out. I, I, you know, that, that would be my opinion. That would be our recommendations. I know that I'm not a financial advisor and, you know, I'm not the attorney and the accountant, but I'll say personally, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) If there's, if there's something that I have that uh, that was on some sort of adjustable, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, you know, transitioning that to a, a fixed product. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're absolutely correct. You know, we're, we're not lawyers. We're not uh, accountants. So we want to leave it there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I can tell you what I'm doing. I don't mind saying, hey, this is this is what I'm doing right now for me. Yeah. Get out of debt. Get those credit cards under control. Oh, yeah. Move forward. Move forward because it's coming in the gas price of gas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So so there's um so so not to. Sure. There may be some people that, that hear this and it'll bore them, but there is a great video uh-huh. um, by a gentleman, Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio uh-huh. has one of the, uh-huh. the, the largest you know, hedge funds in the, uh-huh. in the world. Yeah, I know about and, him. Okay. There is a video called How the Economy Works. Yes. And it talks about this short term, as short term rates increase, how people go sideways. So, Paul, the fact you brought up credit cards. That's one way. If you don't, if your income isn't increasing, short, you know, credit cards are short term. This this will light your tail up. You know, a year from now, your credit cards could be off the chain. You can't get out. You're upside down. 
you, you know, your income hasn't increased as quickly as the credit card rates Absolutely. get lit up. So that's, that's, yeah. that's a huge, you, you don't want to have credit card debt. Well, you don't want to have credit card debt, but if you do have credit card debt, you don't want it now. You got to get out of it. Absolutely. I totally agree. And uh, Cal, one of the things that I want the listeners to understand, if you could share with them, we don't know what the economy is going to be two years from now, but for individuals uh, who happen to need an apartment or who are considering purchasing a house, what would you have them uh, to, to do today or recommend they do today uh, or suggest uh, with them uh, trying to get their first house or they going into an apartment because they're going to be some a little bit of pain uh, in that direction too over the next maybe 18 to 24 months. Right. So, you know, I've said this, I, you know, we, you know, we, we employ about, uh, I guess, 80, 80, our team is about 80 strong. Uh-huh. We got some younger, younger individuals and they, they, you know, just, they feel all this energy. And one of the things I keep saying is be patient. Um, Make make sure that you assess the decisions that you make, you know, during this time, because it's so doggone frothy. If you're buying an investment or an apartment. Yes. And I say this, I I get, I get pretty doggone serious about this. Uh Do not, this is my opinion, or this is my philosophy. Do not buy something just based on the fact that you think the value is going to go up and that the world is going to continue to go up. If the rent of the property does not cover the expenses and you are just getting going, Uh you, you, you could sting yourself for years. And, um, I go back to the first deal that I did, which we already talked about a little bit earlier on the podcast sure. uh, <laughs> to, 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 to bring some of my experiences together. My, my father warned me. My father said, hey, <laughs> just son, you know, just be careful. And I, I, bought, I bought it. This is this true story. OK, when, when you're in when you're from New Jersey, sure. there's a difference between Richmond and New Jersey. That's right. When, when you're in New Jersey uh-huh. and you're getting taken advantage of, yes, nobody has any compassion on you, man. They just, right. you, you got to learn. In Richmond, they got a little bit more compassion. They're just not going to just beat you over the head completely. Exactly. So I bought a duplex uh-huh. in New Jersey and the guy, when he was selling it to me, I said, well, what, what about the subflooring on the second floor? Sure. And he says, Kyle, don't, don't worry about the subflooring in this neighborhood. The tenant they actually bring their own subflooring. Oh my god! <laughs> so the reason I'm bringing this up, yeah, you know, and I had already bought the thing. My dad was like, "What are you doing, man?" Uh-huh. So if you buy the wrong property and it and the rent doesn't cover uh-huh. the mortgage. You are now, you have just either said, okay, I got to go out and get a part-time job to pay the mortgage myself. That's not not the way it's supposed to work. That's correct. Then you may be stuck doing that for a few years. So I would say in any deal that you're looking at now, Uh make sure your expenses, that your rents cover your expenses. And that that is, because that's where you don't get burned and that doesn't set you back. That's correct. 
Absolutely. That's my that that would be my advice. That that was an awesome backstory there. That was awesome. <laughs> a lesson learned. <laughs> a, le a lesson learned. Now the other part is when when you're talking to tenants, you say, "Well, you you do bring your own subflooring, right?" And somebody exactly. looks at you and says, "Well, what, what the heck is subflooring?" <laughs> oh, I tell you, that could be a movie. <laughs> oh, I, th that's the one thing of property management. You you. You could create a movie. You can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk. And thank you for that. That made my day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, one of the things I would love for you to share is for those uh, new real estate investors out there, and as well as people considering property management, what do you recommend or suggest to them? How can they work with you uh, in terms of becoming better at what they do? So I think as, as far as working with me, I think we, we're we're trying to right now do quite frankly more educational podcasts. Okay. Um, some some speaking engagements where we don't charge any money just okay. to help. Uh, they they can always reach out to you know through through our website kharrisholdings.com and and yeah. and send out an email um, if they want to learn more about investing. Yes. Uh, I, I even though. We are a property management company. Again, our goal is to make a difference in people's lives. Exactly. I think it's pretty helpful mm -hmm. if they're if they're living in the city, meaning living around their their not in the city, but if they're living around their investment, sure. to try to manage it on their own through four seasons. Okay. Um, and, and the reason I suggest that is because then you can appreciate what a property management company does yes. um, and and it and it allows you to understand the resident it allows you to understand maintenance it allows you to just understand headaches and under you know you 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 um if not a lot of times um i i don't know if if you can appreciate what asset management or property management is about, you know, and so that's, that's one of the things I also suggest. And, and we're more than willing to help people even do that. We're not going to charge for it. We just want to, we want to make sure we help people. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. Because again, it's all about acquiring that knowledge and, and better understand it. And I know a lot of people out there, one of the first things they say they want to do, I want to invest in real estate. <laughs> It's the first thing people want to do. I got, I got people, you know, they, I, so we, I, I interview everybody that comes and works for the company. So I, I do that. I don't, uh, I, the managers will do it, but then, then I am the final interview and I will hear probably 50% of the time. Well, I, I just want to do what, what you do. And I, and I, and I, 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 you know, will chuckle and I'll just say, well, that's the, the grass always looks greener. I go, you got, and the other part is you got to love it. You yeah. gotta want to everything we're talking about here, Paul. You yeah. gotta be all in. You gotta love it. You gotta want to do the day to day stuff. Um, Will Smith. Uh -huh. I, I read a book uh, called Grit, and yeah. Will Smith in that book says, um, "I'm willing to die on a treadmill." And what he meant by that is he's willing to do that stuff that's monotonous over and over and over again to be successful. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that's a lot of the property management. It's a, it's a little bit of a, I mean, it's just, it's a day-to-day -day operations grind. In and other words, he wants to do what other people don't want to do. People don't want to get on that treadmill and work. It takes work. 
it, <laughs> it, it takes work, right? It takes work to be on that trail mill. And I, and I, and I, so, yeah, so that I, I remember that quote because I just was like, that's, that's what it is. And, and, and Will Smith is like, Hey, I'm not necessarily the brightest individual. I'm not the most talented, but I'm willing to do what it takes to yeah. be successful. And that's really, you know, one of the things that individuals say, even you know, I was in medical and, uh-huh. um, you know, you have a surgeon, it's really the, the, that definition and having achievement is really being able to do a lot of things routinely over and over and over again. It's not, you know, rocket science is not, uh-huh. it's a thousand steps to build the rocket. It's not, cool. it's not just one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you gotta just, so that, that's one of the things I try to encourage people and it's, and it's, and it sounds easy, but that that's what's hard. You know, that's that's the hard part is having that discipline to do it day in, day out, over and over and over again. Oh, that that is just uh, amazing, amazing synopsis of, of what it's all about when it comes to real estate and project management. So, Cal, thank you for that. Now, we're coming to a close with this live stream episode. I had more fun than anybody. I can tell you right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the viewers and listeners at this time? Well, I just, I probably, I want to reemphasize just some of the things that we talked about. And that, that really is finding that passion. If real estate is your passion, if it's your love, if you're willing to do it for free, Free. right? Free. Passion. Um, (laughs) get, Get after it and follow your passion. It is one of the best investments, I think, in the entire world. It's been very good to me. Um, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed that uh, that I found my passion. And if there's you know anything that you know our firm can do to help uh, make a difference in your life, um, you know, just uh, just really reach out and contact us. And I just want to thank you, Paul, again for providing the vehicle that I can. Uh, share some of my experience and hopefully we've made a difference in some individuals uh, on this podcast today. Uh, make no mistake about it. You surely did. In fact, you gave more than that was requested. <laughs> and I think that that is great. And anyone who is out there sitting on the fence about do I do real estate investment, do I do property management and or both, you heard it here today from the Cal Stephenson. He really shared quite a bit with us today and tell not only uh, take it in for yourself, but also for your family, for your colleagues and for your friends. Let them know about this particular episode and it will make a difference in your life. And so I want to thank you so much, uh, Cal Stephenson, for being our honored guest today. And uh, you're doing amazing things. And I'm just honored to know you. I'm very honored thank to know you. Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay, so all the viewers and listeners, thank you so much for being with Wealth Academy Podcast today and our amazing guest, Cal Stephenson. And he's doing great things leading KRS Holdings as well as Greater Richmond Rentals. Uh, you can connect with him. He, I have his, uh, his email right here or his website right here on the banner. So you'll be able to find it there. And I'll post it when we conduct the uh, follow-up for this, this episode as well. So thank you all very much. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Cal Stevenson, 
you're a gentleman and you are a wonderful leader as well as an exceptional businessman. So thank you so much for being our honored guest today. Thank you. All righty. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com. 